What did you do? I went downstairs, outside. I crept up into the barn. I was, I was so scared to look inside, but I had to. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? Lambs. They were screaming. They were slaughtering the spring lambs. You ran away? No. First I tried to free them. I I opened the gate to their pen, but they wouldn't run. They just stood there, confused. They wouldn't run. But you could, and you did, didn't you? Yes. I took one lamb and I ran away as fast as I could. Where were you going, Clary? I don't know. I didn't have any food, any water, and it was very cold. Very cold. I thought... I thought if I could save just one, but he was so heavy. Hi and welcome to the Unnamed Movie Podcast that I hope is officially starting. This is Andrew. This is Douglas. And Damien is not here. His internet has failed him. <laughs> um, I guess we can just kind of pretend to be Damien for a minute. Is that, is that okay? Do you think that's okay, Douglas? Like, Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. So what would Damien say in this moment? Uh, Damon would probably say, um, snitches get stitches. Would he discuss the fact that Clarice finally saved her lambs? Mm. Or would he try and draw parallels between that and lamb chops? Mm. Does he, would Damien then make a moment of like singing lamb chops the lamb chop song right, as the voice of as the voice of hannibal lecter i don't think i have that kind of range i'm sorry <laughs> so that's david david's finally back in the podcast yes <laughs> um so yeah this is the end movie podcast mm-hmm. and we're here to talk about movies including but not limited to um the 2021 latest release from a24 the company that i can't stop Making us watch their movies. Yeah. Um, the film Lamb. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. Fire! So yes, the, the film Lamb, directed by Valdemar Johansson. Um, it is a story of a childless couple who live out on a farm in Iceland, um, starring one Miss Numera Pace um, as Maria and Hilmer Gooden... Eh? 
Gudnansen um, as Ingvar. I think we just need to like include the Icelandic Viking clap to just kind of make this podcast Icelandic. That's racist. <laughs> um, but yeah, the story is basically about this childless couple. They're, they live on a farm out in Iceland, a very distant area. And one day, and they're out of randomness, they happen upon something very peculiar in their lamb stables, lamb barn. I don't know what the word is that I'd use for it. Um, and they are gifted a child that is part boy, part lamb. Like, I mean, I don't really want to walk around this too much because, I mean, that's kind of the crux of the movie. And the movie just moves from there as you watch them care for the child and continue. The, the film dubs it, presents itself in a manner where it is supposed to be this weird body horror story of just strangeness. But I think the one crime this movie truly commits is that everything just feels normal. Nothing feels nothing feels weird enough to be interesting. And I don't know if it's because they are these people out in a distant, isolated area where they can just be okay with what they're doing. And it just kind of is like, no, these people decided to do a thing and it's they now have a child and begin middle end of story <laughs> um there's there's nothing outside of the eerie europeanness of icelandia and you're just like whatever <laughs> it's it's odd because this movie is a movie that sells itself on being weird but it just kind of leaves you where you're like that was fine it's like the performances are probably good but the movie was so okay that i didn't even remember well enough like you know eventually at some point ingvar's brother shows up peter i think his name is um and there's some more drama going on in the family because of that inclusive of some fun memories of a rock life gone 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 awry um, but like, it's fine. It's all I can say to this movie, <laughs> and I'm kind of sad at that. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to to talk about this movie a little bit, and um, I'm going to read through some of the notes that I've made. That just you know, I'd like to call these, shall we say, stream of consciousness. What, that I was writing while I was watching this movie, um, so so bear with me. Let's let's walk it through. Let's let's see what what gems of insights that I had. Uh, so the first thing I thought I remember while I was, I was watching the film, I was wondering to myself, you know, um, this 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 might actually be a movie about the dire consequences of a man having intimate relations with a sheep, which which really would have been you know. Some fun times. That would have been interesting. Um, and it led me down a bit of a <laughs> rabbit hole um, where I was thinking to myself, okay, so when Ada, Ada is the name of the, the that they give the sheep person, by the way. Um, 
will Ada eventually grow up and lead all sheep kind to rise up in rebellion against the oppressive humans with the help of her powers to control the sandworms? Like, is that kind of where this film is going to go? Um, and if not, maybe they'll take the more reasonable approach and she'll simply become an advocate, like some, some kind of woke warrior campaigning mm -hmm. for the end of using mm -hmm. the demeaning and, and personally triggering term sheeple, right? So, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of... A SJW, a sheep justice warrior. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> all sorts of, of, of things came to mind. Um, and, you know, something else popped up. It, it's, it's a little bit... Um, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's it's it, it, it's not you know um, distinguished. But uh, a random thought crossed my mind is that you know if when she gets older, and you know eventually um, she's going to go out and about in the world, and she's going to find people attractive. Maybe people will find her attractive. Like are are they going to when when somebody does actually say you know hmm, Ada that Ada she's you know are they going to say hmm she's hot to trot? Like is that how that, that she would, they would term that. <laughs> um, and that you really enjoyed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, right, that that I I'm not going to 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 give any spoilers or anything about this movie, but um, I will say that they do kind of explain the whole scenario and like how things happened and 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 um, how this this sheep person came to be um and i was kind of upset because i then could not continue my joke about the paternal origins of of uh, miss ada because clearly um it's revealed that that mommy sheep definitely cheated on farmer man um and so that was that was unfortunate um uh, but <laughs> the one i'll say that the one note that i uh, have that is an actual note in any way, shape, or form related to um, to what you may think I should be talking about, which is whether I like this movie or what themes I'd like us to discuss about this movie is, and I will quote, some people will like this movie. That's all I have. <laughs> um, I, Douglas brings up a good point that I forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. I spent a good first half hour of this movie being upset that at no point does she look to her husband and go like, "Did you fuck that sheep?" <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like I just want, like I just want you to like just confirm for me. I'm not. I don't think you did, but like just, I just want to make sure like it's outside of the realm of possibility. Also, the brother <laughs> didn't bring that up. Which Yo, is also weird because he was right? visibly upset about everything that took place, but then just kind of moved on, which is not okay. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, I, I kind of echo what Andrew is saying. I mean, this movie is, it is a well shot and constructed film that takes itself extremely seriously, but is, um, is, presenting this very outlandish thing to you in such i'd almost say a nondescript way that you always feel like okay this is a setup for a big joke or this is a setup for some huge ridiculous scenario 
that just never comes, right? Um, and there is, I will admit, a little, a teeny tiny speck of ridiculousness, but it's it it in no way uh, becomes that kind of like let's say ready or not type of movie um, that perhaps you might expect given how this is it is done this 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 feels like a 100% serious uh, movie about the true story of a, 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 a half sheep half human that was born which makes it just you, when I finished watching this movie I kind of ended in consternation in confusion just kind of like is is this what all they wanted to do um and that was unfortunate um i will i do want to just point out one thing though um and say that every once in a while there were some moments that i appreciated andrew mentioned one of them which is the flashback to um to the glory days of when uh farmer man's husband was apparently some sort of icelandic one hit wonder rock star um so that was fun at least um the the watching the music because you, you actually get to see his old music video um and then even like him dancing alongside it it's it's a little bit of fun right um but the other thing that i i, I didn't mind um and actually it's more like from the outside looking in, you almost don't enjoy any of these things really while you're watching them because of how the movie is set up. But um, the brother enters the story in a fairly ridiculous way. Uh, he is, you, you, you feel like, you know, there's some sort of, they don't look like gangsters, but it's almost gangster-like how he comes in. Like um, the, there's a car and a bunch of seedy people involved and they drive to the middle of nowhere and then they open the trunk and there he is and they pull him out and throw him into the middle of the road and drive off and he looks around and he's like oh i'm close to my brother's farm let me go check it let me go hit him up um and so that's that's kind of dumb um and 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 fun in a weirdly ridiculous but not presented in a ridiculous way kind of way um but yeah, this movie is not that enjoyable. Uh, so hi and welcome to the Only Movie Podcast. My name is Damien, and this movie is trash. It's a trash as trash movie. <laughs> um, the problem with this movie uh, is that they wasted a perfectly good premise. Uh no part of this movie is satisfying. Uh, the start of the movie, you think, oh, there's probably some creepy stuff about to happen because they're, they're isolated, raising sheep in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And the wife does a thing after finding um, this hybrid, the sheep-human hybrid. And... At that point, I went, all right, this movie uh, might have some career in it. And then the movie proceeds to have no career in it. <laughs> uh, 
there is no vengeance. There is no comeuppance. I mean, there's a thing that happens at the very end of the movie, but it is not deserved. And so you watch this movie and there are times you go, well, the brother is going to do something. And then that doesn't happen. And you're like, all right, the wife is clearly going to do a thing. That doesn't happen. And you watch the movie, you're like, all right, is this movie trying to say something? Is it trying to be something? And you realize, I think this movie is just, hey, we're raising a child, which, I mean, it is 2021. Who in God's name is making a movie <laughs> where you just raise a child? Like, we stopped making those back in the 90s. <laughs> no one cares about it. That's, that's not fun or interesting or engaging. Nothing about this movie is that memorable except for the hybrid. And even that. Like, Douglas was busy making up his own funner movie because this movie bored him to tears. And Andrew was just like, listen, the movie looks good and I like the lead actress. Boy, this movie's bad. Sorry. Andrew's like, this movie's okay. Which in Andrew terms means bad. <laughs> if you just if you just use the, the full scale. Because Andrew doesn't use the bottom half of the scale because he doesn't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever. I don't know. Actually, no. Let's make this perfectly clear. I'd like to say that in my scale, if I actually said a movie was okay, it's yeah. actually... Not a bad movie. I said fine. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, in the way yeah. in the way that a teenager coming home from school and parents ask him about his days, just like yeah. don't talk to me. The movie yeah. it was a thing. Right. It just like it, did, you saw it, it didn't it didn't actively hurt my brain, right. but at the same time, it didn't do anything to right. me. You saw a teenage son with a black eye and he's like, I'm fine. And you're just like, <laughs> All right, doc. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. 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 And Douglas was Douglas was so busy making up his own movie that Douglas forgot to watch the actual movie. Yeah. And now that we're and it's been to so be long since he's seen it, clear, he's just I like, did not, I, no, I did I guess not it's enjoy a, this movie. Yeah. Right? No, I just want to be clear. And you are right, Damien. That's yeah. exactly why my notes are what they are. Yeah. Because while I was watching the movie, I was actively like, how can I make myself enjoy Enjoy, this? yeah, what is taking place <laughs> I here. I do not like this movie. God, okay? this movie is boring. Um... I really wanted a good movie here. Um, like you, you see the premise of like a shit yeah. person, and you're in ice, and you're like, "All right, there's gonna be some weird, dumb shit going yeah. on. Let's get into it." And the movie's just like, Meh. like no weirdness, no revenging. <laughs> the movie's just like, what, what, Andrew? Just like, bah. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Meh. <laughs> uh, all right, here, here's how bad this movie is. We haven't been making non-stop cheap puns while talking about this movie. The movie doesn't even deserve that. Uh, it's like I don't know who enjoys this movie. That is that is the real issue I have with this movie. Usually, when Andrew comes in with an Andrew-ass movie, I'd be like, listen, I don't like it. But at least I know Andrew might like it. Douglas does the same thing. Where there's times Douglas is just like, no man, this movie speaks to me. 
and me and Andrew roll our eyes so hard you can hear it in the recording. Nobody likes this movie. <laughs> it's, it's just a bland, bad movie. And such a good... Like, did the teams play hard? Of course. A24 makes sure everyone plays hard when they make these movies. But it's such a nothing of a movie. And it's... Like, part of this, of course, is expect is expectation. Like, if I had known nothing about this movie, maybe I wouldn't have felt so disappointed. But I feel very disappointed watching this movie. Because it had to be better. Like, A24, this premise, those actors, you're just like, all right. Even the trailer was good. And you're like, all right. Weirdness. And then just no. Just nothing. Just... A Can bag you imagine coming to an A24, A24 movie exp- having this much weird in the trailer yeah. and realize at the end that it's not weird at all? Yeah. Like, like Green Knight could have been a straightforward movie. And that movie is nothing but weirdness. <laughs> like you get you get 10 minutes of a normal movie and then that movie goes off the rails. <laughs> And does not stop going off the rails until that movie is finished. And then you come to Lamb and you're just like, all right, I want me some more Green Knight energy. Let's go. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Such a disappointment, this movie. They're like, you know what's weird? Iceland is weird. Yeah. That's weird. It's like yeah. a Seinfeld joke. Like, that's the end of the joke. They're just yeah. like, and then he's like, moves on to the next. <laughs> yeah. Iceland is incredibly creepy. Right? For somewhere so beautiful, you just know weird things are happening, and this movie is just like, no, thank you. This movie made me upset that I didn't just rewatch Rare Exports. Yeah, should Douglas, you and I need to go back and watch that movie again. Because we very much enjoy that movie, and I don't think either one of us has seen that movie since. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I may yeah. have watched it a few times around when it came out. But yeah. Definitely not yeah. I thought I'd be watching that every Christmas, and I just haven't, which is a failure on my part. Can I make Rare Exports Noah's first official Santa movie? Oh, you should. Will Renata allow it? <laughs> right. Renata is going to fight you when that movie's over. But uh, listen, listen, you're already married. What are you going to do? Not marry you? Let's be serious. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Traumatize your child. I'm sorry. Uh, show him good movies, <laughs> is what I meant to say. Um, so with that, I think we're done with Lamb. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so, like, like, put it this way. Like The closest it gets to weirdness is, as Douglas mentioned, they actually answer the question as to how this happened, sort yeah. of. And I don't even want to talk about it. Like I don't even want to be like... <laughs> yeah, no one watches. It's just a bad movie. Fine. Remember, um, remember we watched Robo and Robo was like crazy for five minutes and then just kept going and we're just like, boy, this movie is long and boring. You I don't even that get movie that. At the time, though. You don't even like, get that, that movie, here. That movie was proper weird to me. Yeah. Um, I've not watched that again since then. Yeah. Um, I need to go and back I don't and think watch. I've ever liked a movie from him again. But yeah. We need to go back. And, at least me. I need to go back and start watching some of those weird movies again. You know, you've now seen things like House, so you you're now yeah. attuned to weirdness Oof. and Suspiria. You know? House and Suspiria is what you. If you 
are having a non-weird life. I have two movies for you. <laughs> to make it very weird, very fast. All right. So moving right along to continue our Africa marathon, in which I kind of want to always think that I'm saying it like like mm-hmm. it's part of the Bob Marley song, Africa Unite. Like Africa. Oh, oh you didn't Af- think of Toto's um, Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Eh. I bless the rain zone in Africa. No, no. that's uh, not. We're moving. That's weird. We're moving along to the mm-hmm. 1966 um, entry from Usmane Sem. Nah. Yeah, man, Can't you've been killing these go. names. You've Usmane been killing these Sembene. names tonight. Um, <laughs> black girl. Je m'en vais en France avec ma patronne. So, um, Black Girl. Um, it's a story of a young woman from Dakar, um, as Damon has taught me to pronounce, um, who is brought over to France to work for this white family. And it's basically a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. she... She, she, she comes to France with hopes and dreams of being able to live a lavish life and see all of these places, but she ends up being um, hired as a, as a nanny slash servant slash mm-hmm. any other pretend name yeah. you could put in between that and mm-hmm. slave right. um, to this white family. And she slowly comes to realize that all of her dreams are for nothing and she is in a terrible, terrible, unhappy situation now with this family. Um, the movie, as Douglas would like to say, is thankfully short. It is um, clocks under an hour, even though mm-hmm. I see IMDb saying it's over an hour. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I saw a shorter edit. That's only 55 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very short movie. And it's it's strange to me how much of this movie, like it kind of cuts between scenes of her in Dakar and scenes of her in France, even though most of the movies in France um, and every scene I feel that we see in Dakar, I'm, I enjoyed thoroughly if and only possibly because the movie inserts an energy of just hope in those moments that I really enjoyed watching. Um, and then every time we're in France, I'm just like, oh my God, this hellhole that has happened to this woman. Um, and then the movie ends on what could have could be the most depressing note any movie could end. And you kind of just leave it and you're like, you know, um, we don't need to watch Get Outs anymore. Just play this. And then you have like the craziest horror movie anyone could ever talk to you about um, race and discussion of the European view of the black woman. Um, this movie is not a movie I put on a regular rotation in my home, but it's it was definitely interesting, if anything else. But I don't know what more to say um, on this at this point. But we'll get back to it. Huh, okay, so um, I will state openly and out front: I do not like this movie. Um. Uh, what I will also say is that I realize that probably because I don't like this movie, my memory has already faded. 
<laughs> um, I am going to try and piece through my notes um, as to, mm-hmm. to what's going on with this movie. But um, as Andrew said, I was very happy, and I actually put it in the in the group with the runtime of this film. <laughs> it's less than an hour, which is great. Mm-hmm. And something that I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, or rather I had a good laugh over, was that as the movie starts, you know, with most, as with most movies, it rolls credits. It tells you who's in the film. And there is a youngster in this movie that goes by the name of Ibrahima Boy. And I couldn't, but I couldn't help but immediately think to myself and imagine that what happened is they asked him his name and I said, my name, he said, my name is Ibrahima, whatever his last name is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? No, I don't care. I don't care what your name is. Yeah. It's too hard. I, I, I don't understand it. The, the um, viewers aren't going to understand it. I'm just going to call you boy. Yep. <laughs> and um, that was uh, a funny thing, I thought. Um, but, you know, the Andrew talks about um, how, how this movie is structured and... Um, because of how this movie is structured, right? I, I kind of went through a very uh, confusing first part, right? Because you start off, um, and I'll actually skip through, like, I'm, I'm all over the place with my notes. But I feel like the thing about this movie, a, a part of why I don't really like this movie, is it, it suffers from old movieitis. Um, it, I, I feel like the pacing um, and establishing exactly where you are, um, whether emotionally, whether whether with the character, whether just even chronologically, right? Um, uh, and how you got to this stage of frustration or this place or um, being in this relationship with somebody is kind of hard to follow sometimes. It's, it's a little difficult. There, there are definitely some gaps that you kind of need to fill. Um, and... So, you know, I remember, and I think they tried to explain it a little bit later, but I remember kind of just being confused and sort of frustrated when, for example, I was watching and um, Joanna is the name of the, the, the main character. Um, she is the black girl that uh, the movie is named after. Um, uh, she's doing housework in fancy dresses and pearls and high heels. And I remember thinking that's really strange. Um, And then, of course, uh, I chuckled because immediately, and I probably shouldn't chuckle because it was being presented in a bad way, but my mind worked strangely. Uh, But immediately as I had that thought, um, the the white lady that employed her came out and said the same thing. I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you dressed in fancy dresses? You are here to do whatever, you know? Um, And... uh, Things like, and I wonder actually if if this has to do with me not knowing languages and perhaps there are different languages being spoken and I didn't realize it, but there is actually a point where I thought that these white people have been talking to Joanna in French this whole time and she's been speaking with them and understanding them and having, well, not full-on conversations, but, you know, um, clearly interacting with them. And then at some point somebody one of them i think says oh she doesn't speak french 
Um, and I was so confused at that point. Literally, I, it was almost like I had a Rory Breaker moment. Um, if you recall from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, there's a point where Rory Breaker sits down um, this fellow, Nick the Greek, and says, is this some sort of white cunts joke that us black cunts don't get? Because um, and that's exactly like what I was oh thinking my God. in my mind. See, weirdly enough, when you said Rory Breaker, I thought for a second you were in to talk about the Cockney scene. <laughs> but then you read that line and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I've not thought about that line in so long. Um, wait, uh, taking it back to the thing we we're actually talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, was this was this a scene where like they were talking about the letter? No, no this no, was no. when they it were was... having the dinner, the first yeah. dinner. Yeah. Um, where one of the guests asked um the white lady mm-hmm. um if she speaks French, and she said no, but she understands well enough when they're oh, talking okay. and they're like all right, all oh right. like an animal and i went yeah, boy yeah. movie yo this movie is <laughs> super like open oh, about, overt yeah yes. about the, the, yes. the racism right yeah it's it presents these people in a very bad light yes right yeah if you um, need a movie where white people are bad May I present to you, Black Girl. <laughs> you don't have to watch Tarantino anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, this movie relies a lot on her own, Joanna's own internal dialogue, which yeah. for me, um, I know and I read up a little bit after because I was so confused and like, mm-hmm. huh? Um, a lot of people love this movie. This is considered one of the earliest or the first movie from where, where is the movie from again Senegal yeah. um, and and people revere this film um, but but for, for me it, uh, this internal dialogue doesn't quite work so well to, to develop the drama and they rely a lot on outbursts from um, we've, we've been calling her a white lady but they yeah. actually call her madame in credits um, yeah. and it's I feel like, right? Because I understand where this movie is coming from. Um, I get the the cultural importance of it at the time because clearly it is telling like a story um that would be would resonate with 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 people at that time and even to, to this day to be honest. Um but I think it probably relies in terms of what's actually presented on the screen. Um, I think it relies on a certain shorthand that I just probably don't have the cultural touchstone for. Um, Because there are, as I say, I feel like there are gaps. I feel like there are things that need to be filled in. I need to kind of um, already be in the mindset and be like, yeah, I definitely understand where this person is coming from and how they can get into this situation. Um, and that isn't quite there for me. Um, and, you know, Andrew made a point a while ago, and that was the point that I was actually going to end on, um, because I feel like this movie, if made today, would be something more along the lines of, Andrew mentioned Get Out, um, and I feel like this would be a get out type of movie or even a St. Maud uh, type of movie where it's actually kind of somewhere in the middle there um, and it would be super um, stylized and 
and um, there would be uh, a huge. It, it, it would be more with you know modern aesthetics and 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 modern stuff. But I feel like this is actually a, a movie that somebody should or could take and remake today, and it would probably be awesome. So Tarantino so is doing this. <laughs> so this reminds this reminds me a lot about a movie I actually saw this year. I saw it at TIFF. Um, it's a South African film by the name. I think the English title is called Good Madame, um, and it's about in South Africa a young lady who ends up becoming like a a house a servant of the house mm-hmm. um she really isn't like her mother used to be and she had like gotten away from it and qu- came back for whatever reason and it ended up being that the madame of the house is like a witch mm-hmm. right and like it's very it's very like it takes that mm-hmm. extra step to stylize it and to right. to make things more crazy more colorful and crazy mm-hmm. than just being straight up like indentured servitude sort of racist discussion sort of thing um so you guys should look for that movie whenever it's available somewhere i don't know when (laughs) i definitely will do that um so when andrew said this movie is a horror movie everything clicked for me like right then and there like before andrew said that this movie was just depressing uh unlike douglas i did quite enjoy this movie but this movie is a sad movie. I didn't initially read it as a horror film. But the second Andrew is just like, yeah, this is a horror movie. I'm like, yeah, this is a horror movie. <laughs> and it is a horror movie in slow motion. And the, the way they um, juxtapose her being happy and excited to leave for France. And then slowly show you that her life in France is the absolute worst. And her treatment, like, her treatment didn't change. It is her acceptance of her situation that slowly they chipped away at. Because she still thought that this white lady was going to do any of the things she promised. And she still thought that France was this nice place. But you saw her slowly realize, and she kept saying it, it's just the, her bedroom, the kitchen, the bathroom, the living room, her bedroom, the kitchen, the bathroom, the living room. And by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're just like, this is a night. What this is, is a actual nightmare. It is a situation you wouldn't wish on absolutely anybody. And to think that she went into this situation, eyes open and excited, is the part that is the true horror of this story. And uh, the movie is an hour long. Uh, it, it felt to me... Um, it gave me the same feeling I got one reading The Road, where The Road is a small book. It is not long. By the time you get to the end of The Road, all you want on earth is for this book to be over. <laughs> you do not want, you don't care about 
what happens to any of the people. You just want the journey to end. If everyone dies, that is fine. <laughs> if everyone lives, that is fine. I just need this to end. That is how I felt at the end of this movie. I'm just like, listen, if she kills everyone in this house, I will accept that. <laughs> if she jumps into a river, I will accept that. I just need this to stop because it is so depressing. Now, Andrew did make me watch a movie earlier this year that made me so sad and so upset. I've still not forgiven him. Identifying Features is the worst movie Andrew has ever brought to me. <laughs> because that movie is not a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. No, it is not. <laughs> but not, not like not a horror movie. Like that is this. depression and, porn at its finest. And all I want to just note is how Douglas and I are completely together <laughs> in the fact that the minute Douglas Damien said "end of the road," we were like singing boys to men lyrics in our head. Yeah, because you're bad people. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw 100%. that and moved on. I just mo- I didn't even give you guys the the opportunity. <laughs> I just kept going forward. Oh, you idiots. Uh, yeah, I really did enjoy this movie though. The problem is opportunities to watch this movie have to be limited. You don't want to be spending a lot. I I will wait for happier times in the future, which based on COVID's trajectory will never happen uh, <laughs> to watch this movie again. <laughs> uh, but no, like if you are in a bad mood, you should delete this movie is what you should do. <laughs> but if you're in a good mood and you're like, I feel, I feel like I can't handle this, then give it a shot. Yeah. But I, I, this is the first one of these movies where I see why everyone, like, this is not just, oh, for a time it was the whatever. No. This is just a, capital g good movie um the performances are fantastic that white lady is super evil she's so evil i i hope it's acting like with a lot of these movies where the white people are evil movies i have to hope it's acting (laughs) so you know it's one of the fun things is that when you talk about performances i am in love with um the main character's performance um her name is Let's see if how bad I can do at this one. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe seen Diop? At least he um, got the Diop, right? Yep, that one's not too hard. Diop's yeah. not too hard. <laughs> right, and we've heard footballers and basketballers with that name. That's that's yeah. a pretty straightforward. Um, anytime Jemba Jemba ends up in a movie, I'm clear. Yeah. Right? You're, uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be um, on it. I'll be on it. Um, she's been in a good amount of movies. The Madame and Monsieur, these are their only credits. Ah. Right? So I oh, very much oh, read so they're, it. So they're, so they're definitely not acting. <laughs> <laughs> I very much... Like, the performance is like... While I think the movie does a great way of presenting them as evil, I don't think their performance specifically is that great. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel very much the two of them are, are benefits of like a really good story and a really good script as to how this the scenarios are set up and Duana does the rest of the work for them 
right? And she is fantastic in this movie. Um, like, they're only really asked to not give a shit, just to be mean and not care. And their facial expressions uh, show you that basically immediately. <laughs> like privileges written all over their face. And <laughs> so it's good casting, I'll give even if the acting isn't great. You you see those people and you're like, I don't like these people. <laughs> you can just see that scene that they eventually show you of when Madame shows up to to select her. Yeah. To select and to see her walk along that street and yeah. you're like, Yeah, I don't like you. Yeah, I don't like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her job is to be hated and she does a pre like uh oh my god. Um there's a correspondent on the Daily Show, Roy something or another. And he was making a joke about um, the fact that we need to give white actors who are in racist movies more props because we like these people and their job is to make sure we hate them coming out of the movie. He's, he's like, when I was watching Django is when he realized just how good an actor Leo is <laughs> because he hated him <laughs> so much. <laughs> It's like, I've met Leo in real life. He's a pretty cool dude. Everyone likes him. But in that movie, boy. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. Hey, it's not a hard job. But you can't mess it. Like, you cannot mess up that. And boy, boy, I hated White Lady. And did we give the, our husband a name? His name is Monsieur. Oh, okay. Uh, no hablo in French or? Is that how that goes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm technically in a country which French is part of their national language. Oh my god. Learn. Andrew Robinson. I would pay so much money to just see you attempt okay. to have a French conversation. <laughs> um, all right. So who wants to start? Damien Douglas, who wants to start off with what we've been watching? What all right. Watching? Um, um, I, can, I can start. Yeah, I right, actually cool. have a, a fairly long list. This uh, this podcast for some reason I don't know why because I have had because we've had oh an boy, extra week we've had an extra week that's why uh, yeah next podcast will ha- you come in and you'll be like what were we talking about yeah. I'm sorry we'll watch what now <laughs> you, Douglas if you want you can bank a couple for like the I next know right? <laughs> <laughs> but there there are a few things that I suppose I could talk about right so first of all um we could play the game of how many times has Douglas watched Dune since last week? <laughs> I'm up to three. I am also up to three, All right, well done. <laughs> um, It's a reasonable... Well, it's, yeah. it's not a reasonable amount, but no, it's compared not. to like what I did with Hamilton, it's a reasonable amount. Yes. I mean, that's a reasonable amount for the people without children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've I, watched it to one time. Yeah, yeah I, I cannot believe, like, I love that movie the way I love that movie. Um, so much so, we also could play a game of how many times has Douglas asked Amazon for do, Dune in, in 4K and not gotten it? <laughs> a, a lot of times. More a than three. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I want to talk about a movie that I've watched before, but I don't think we've talked about on this podcast any at all, which is... I know it as the professional nowadays. Apparently, they call it Leon, the professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love this movie. The movie's it was perfect. On, yeah, it was on Netflix. And I was just like, yeah, sure. Why not? And Gary Oldman is... Oh, Gary, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Mm. 
I said everyone. <laughs> uh, this movie is fantastic. And literally, right, as I was watching it, and this is actually why I'm talking about this movie. Um, I would have let it slide. But as I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself, why has no one ever thought about writing a sequel to this movie called Matilda? Starring Natalie Portman as a grown-up Matilda who is uh, an assassin that does assassin shenanigans. And I got kind of upset that it hadn't happened. And I started to do some Google research and found out that it actually did happen. Do you guys know this story? No? Okay. So apparently, uh, so Luc Besson, who wrote and directed this film, um, did so through Europa Corp. Um, and at some stage, he left Europa Corp and then formed... Oh, no. Either he left Europa Corp, uh, he, he did it through Garment and then went to Europa Corp and formed that, or the other way around. I can't remember which one is which, but whatever. He left the studio that, that did, he did this with. And there were plans in the work. They actually wrote a script, and they said, you know what, let's wait for Natalie Portman to get old so she can you know, do runny, jumpy things. And because he left, Bad Mind was active. And so they said, no, nope, we're, not, we're not letting you do this. And so instead, what he did is he took that script, or maybe somebody took that script, and made um, uh, that movie Catalea or whatever with um, Zoe Saldana. Ah. Apparently that no. is big. I'm sure no. like it, it has too many um, cooks and spoil the pudding and yeah. also I mean Luke Besson is hit, at, hit and miss already anyway yeah. um, but apparently whatever the backbone of that film is was supposed to be Matilda which I just I just love that story and I thought it would be cool to share it here I just um, I just want to say on a completer side mm -hmm. I think an action movie titled Matilda sounds dope <laughs> yeah like forgetting wherever that story is supposed to be just that big poster with matilda i'm like yeah that sounds like a cool movie i mean douglas we can just pretend that kate is the oh, yes. yeah that kate is the <laughs> is yes. the sequel we always wanted yes please. nope the sequel is legally blonde that's that's your <laughs> sequel You're i have idiot. to tell you 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 know what another movie is that i want in 4k kate that movie yeah. is pretty yeah. I, you have to, I hope, you have to hope that's on Criterion's list of things they can get from Netflix. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, I saw Gary Oldman and went, I need to see him again in Lilu Dallas and her multipass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, of course, when you see Gary Oldman and you think Luke mm -hmm. on, you get yeah. to think Lilu Dallas multipass. Uh, um, multipass. I also watched, <laughs> also watched Evil Dead, the 1981 version, which um, I recently got in 4K and... Remember how much I enjoy like all of those films, um, but it was very clear that th that film is a beta version. I actually love the progression of that trilogy, where the second movie is the final version of the first movie, essentially. Right? They kind of they kind of say, "Oh, sorry guys, we knew we didn't have the budget." We, we maybe didn't have as much skill. We, we honed our skills on the last movie. We're going to make it again, just better. And they did it in the second movie, which I haven't watched yet, but that's great. And then the third movie is just a ridiculous comedy that they couldn't even call Evil Dead because of <laughs> rights reasons. <laughs> so, so my only question is, does it look good? 
right? And I mean, I mean, 4K good. Like, is this one of those discs where like it looks like trash, and they're like, well, we didn't remaster it properly, or the source wasn't great? Yeah, or it's clear the source is not great, um, but it does look better than I would have um, imagined a movie like that would look. Um, so it's it's fine and it probably is better than owning the DVD that you had when you were young, you know? Okay. I mean, I don't own... Like, I've actually looked heavily at, like, getting that 4K set for the Evil Dead movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I honestly, I don't own any of them at this point. So I was curious if it... Yeah. And the one I Obviously... Yeah? No, go ahead. Obviously, like, outside of hearing some random news of a new remaster of that, I don't know what else to get on that... But it's also very far down on my list, to be honest. So, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I don't as know much as I, I do like it. Evil Dead, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I must have been watching something and thought about it and just put it in my Amazon inbox. But um, one thing I will say as well is the... So I didn't get the box set. I actually got the individual movies because I already have Army of Darkness, even though that's not in 4K. Um, but the Evil Dead one I have is in 4x3. And it's not an accident. Um, I kind of did some research, and it has something to do with, apparently, that's the original, that's how they released the original. But there, ha- there was an updated version at some point that is in 16 by 9 and I'm not sure if I'm missing pieces of the, um, of the, the movie or if um, the 16 by 9 is some weird chop, it, chop job but they assure me that I should be happy. Um, apparently, that's the original way that it was released. Uh, so, I let's see. I watched Free Guy. We talk uh, about actual new movies. Yeah. So, have yeah. we talked about that movie on this no, podcast? No, we have not. Has anyone talked about this? No, I don't oh. believe so. Oh, so how that, bad is this movie? Because that's assume it's terrible. That's good. good. That means I watched that movie and decided never to speak about that movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so oh, that's movie good. Is overall meh, right? Um, good. I bet you Damien hates it more than I do. Um, but I have decided to be in between on it simply because, to be fair to this movie, it is fun for a little while. It is fun, <laughs> like when it's doing some actiony bits, when it's actively trying to do some funny bits. But when they try to make it into an actual movie with story and talking, then it gets really bad. So, Andrew, um, a third of this movie is just the Lego movie. So, so, <laughs> like, so the thing is, the oh, thing so is, first of all, it? first of all, no, I've not seen okay. it. Right. But the thing is that from it was marketed from like 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember pointing at it and being like, fuck that movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then continuing that thought. And then slowly as people have seen it, I have read about things in this movie, inclusive of the only thing I've ever seen in this movie is I've seen the final section where all of the IP gets used mm-hmm. in, the, in the shitty, like buff Ryan Reynolds fight, whatever you want yeah. to call it. And I just kind of went, fuck this movie. And I just decided never to watch it. <laughs> so, so, Andrew, a third of this movie is just the Lego movie. So that's fine. Taika Waititi is killing the game. Like, he's so good. The whole time, 
he's the worst. <laughs> he knows he's the worst. He's playing the worst version of the worst kind of people. And he is literally... There's a point where he actually starts biting scenery. So it is... That part's okay. The problem is that, as Douglas said, there's a point where they start telling a story. And oh boy. Oh boy, it is bad. <laughs> it And the ending of this movie might be one of the worst endings I've ever seen. And I'm so proud of myself for never bringing up that movie. <laughs> I saw that movie and then just went, I can't. I, I just can't. And so, yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is doing uh, the thing he does in movies now, which is not try anymore and it's fine but nothing in this movie is is worth your time andrew never watched it i mean you you weren't going to no i'm not and I'm, like and i'm sad that douglas did so I can't that watch i'm talking movie about free this movie on disney plus right now and i'm just like no every day yeah. is a day where i get to say no to that movie yeah and i continue i'm, I'm actually sad that douglas watched this movie because um it meant that I was afraid that I told Douglas not to watch it and he watched it out of spite. <laughs> but no, I've never talked about this movie. And I saw this movie around the time it came out. So this was like recent. Like I saw this movie a long time ago and it just went, no, I'll never speak of this movie. <laughs> um, it's bad. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's bad. It's not yeah. bad. Um, moving on. I don't know what Ryan Reynolds has done, but he just kind of... St- Starting to rub me the wrong way, where I'm just like, it's, I, it's just too much. It's the yeah. Deadpool thing, but it's not Deadpool. So but it's just is, him being always, him. Even before Deadpool, he's always been Deadpool. But yeah. what it is also is he never showed up a lot, a lot um, in the past, but he has gotten very famous, yeah. very popular very quickly. And um, so now people are. Just like, why don't you just do this like, all the time? He and, and Sandra so Bullock are yeah. in one of my favorite movies yeah. ever. Yeah, I actually watched that movie recently. I love that I movie. still enjoy it as much as it is bad. <laughs> He's also Van Wilder. I know that, that movie, movie is bad. I feel like cannot. I know it's bad. There's no way. But I, I love that movie. Enjoy. No, even even like that <laughs> level. I don't. I, yeah. I'm afraid of watching it because. Like I don't think that I'll even like it. You know, it's like no the Harold and Kumar thing, the first White Castle movie. Oh, I know I that, that movie is bad, <laughs> but boy, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, Ryan Reynolds is just doing the most, and it is not. Like I hope at some point he pivots, like how McConaughey has pivoted, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. No, I doubt it. Also because his sense of humor is actually funny. It's just, I guess... It's um, too much. Yeah. It's too yeah. much. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> if you want to use it in just all the shitty movies, <laughs> yeah. then it's going to be shitty. You know, it, it only works in a certain environment. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but moving and, on. Yeah, moving right? on. Yeah. Okay. So, apparently I didn't watch something. Mm-hmm. Tune yeah. in next week to find out what it was. Or wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to end this list on a high. So I'm going to pivot now into television. Uh, uh, there are three shows that I've been watching. 
I don't know if we've been talking about Why the Last Man, but I assume it's over because it's no longer showing up on... <laughs> yeah, it was 10 episodes. It's done <laughs> yeah. now. But that last episode didn't even feel like a last episode. Uh, that show was fine at best. So we'll it see. It was okay. Yeah I, yeah, I enjoyed it enough. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not the greatest of, you know, this renaissance of comic book television. It wasn't the worst. I I enjoyed a good amount of it, but it definitely feels like the kind of show where if if it just disappears into the ether, you'd be like, oh, I've forgotten about that thing <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, I hope I've, they I've find somewhere been... to do a second season. Amazon. Eh, maybe. Amazon will buy anything. Not, I won't be too perturbed. But it Disney sounds like Plus. they're actively trying to find something. I saw some... some the sci-fi channel. <laughs> sci-fi channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I've also been watching a CBS show of all things. I'm sorry, what? When did you Ghosts? turn a 50 year old man? Know, What's happening? Right? Um, but it's it's a, a show about a couple that inherit a, an old haunted home, and the wife can see the ghost, but the husband can't. And <laughs> I'm sad to say it's actually kind of okay. It's uh, you know it is a CBS show. Don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah. right? But it has enough dumb laughs that it kind of works. It's a it's a remake of a British show called Ghost as well, um, which I didn't watch, but I knew about, weirdly enough. And if you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. I might actually end up watching it. Uh, but yeah, the show is kind of fun. Um, it's, you know, a CBS kind of fun kind of show. So <laughs> beware. <laughs> what I'm saying is don't watch it. Please. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying is, if you've seen CBS programming, yeah. don't do this to yourself. Yeah. This just reminds also, me of when Hannibal was on TV and we're like, can Hannibal be on ABC? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> NBC, what, but yeah. Right, right. We're just like, NBC can't have good TV. It's I know, NBC. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, from television, a show that I liked last year and decided to watch again this year is back. Love Life is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I turned it on and all of a sudden I realized Anna Kendrick is not in the season, which uh, it's the cheaty season. Exactly. was a negative. I was like, what the hell? Where's my Anna Kendrick? Um, then I clicked play and it was cheaty and Miss Fine, Miss Fine. Um, and after about two seconds, I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm back on this train. Okay. <laughs> and I rather enjoyed it. Uh, it lasted three weeks because that's how HBO Max shows work. Uh, and so I've actually watched all of the show already. And it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Mm. I'll give Love Life a try one of these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, it's a dumb, yeah. lovey-dovey show, right? Yeah. But it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now going to end on the Douglas no longer has to go to movie theaters section. Mm -hmm. So this week I watched a new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. So we have now all watched it. Mm -hmm. And I can say that immediately after watching this film, I sent a message in the WhatsApp group to say something, something along the lines of, why is there so much crying in this mm-hmm. shooty shooty movie that right. I just watched? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll say my initial uh, uh, perspective on this film is I didn't like it. 
But that was also my initial perspective on Spectre. And no, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite James Bond movies. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a sec. I'm going to let my emotions cool off and watch it again a little later. But this, this wasn't my cup of tea. There was a lot more crying that w- than was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it third in my... Um, Daniel Craig ranking. Okay, cool. Oh, really? I was going. Wow. I was going to be like third in Bond, and you're like, no, Daniel okay, yeah. Craig alone. I'm like, all right, cool. I can see that. Um, yeah. I did enjoy that movie a lot. Um, yeah. It like it movie. has a lot of it has a lot of as Douglas would put it, crying things, mm-hmm. but I overlooked them for the most part. Also, um, this is the first James Bond where I felt that it was okay for people to be crying. Yeah, <laughs> especially um, when you get to the end part of the movie and you see what this movie is actually doing, you go, all right, fine. <laughs> um, I, I legitimately didn't expect that the movie to end how it did. Oh, of course. Because they never would. do that. They yeah. literally have never done that. Yeah. No, literally, like, I, yeah. I kind of want to see how they deal with that in the next movie. They're just going to make him black. <laughs> <laughs> no mention of it at all. They're yeah. just like yeah. on. They'll just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I wonder if they're they're literally going to be like, and these are not the droids you're looking no. for. No, no, Here no. is James Bond. Again. No, I like, want the, I, I want the same M, I want the same money yeah. penny, I want yeah. everybody else. Q, I want everybody to come back. Oh, yeah. And just oh, yeah. a black man I'm sure they will. called James Bond. <laughs> and no explanation. No one says anything about the previous right. one. Just move on. <laughs> if we're talking about people who want to come back, I want Anna de Armas to come back. Yeah. She was fun. Um, yeah. She yeah. was incredible. She yeah. was fun. Um, Listen, yeah. I just want, I want them, everybody that's not dead, have them come back. Uh-huh. And just pretend that this black man is James Bond. Damien, I need I need one help though. Whenever we get our our home releases of No mm-hmm. Time to Die, I need you to do your your ed- editing magic, mm-hmm. and I need still the story of James Bond, but I need every scene that says Jamaica to just scrub that and say it somewhere else. Like just pretend so, it's not. <laughs> did they so actually say it was Jamaica? I didn't know. Yeah, that. so okay. they did. So uh-huh. here's the, I don't know if I told you guys this. But all the Cuba sections is here. Yeah. Every, like, none of that was actually shot. They built all of that madness in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more Jamaica in that movie, <laughs> even though it says Cuba, uh, which is quite impressive. Um, I really did. I really, really enjoyed that movie. I hope Douglas comes around, but yeah, I, I already I already fought that fight with Spectre. Yeah. Like, Spectre was the one. one. People were just like, this doesn't feel like Daniel Craig. And I went, yeah, it feels like regular ass James Bond. <laughs> this is the first one where he's just like gadgets and exploding cars and ejector seats <laughs> like, and flying a car into a plane. And you're just like, yes, please. I needed one of those. Right, and so I got quick question, one Damian. of those. You, you, said, you said No Time to Die is number three. Yeah, No Time to What's Die What's your number, number one? Number one is Casino Royale. Okay, cool. Yeah, number two, Skyfall. This is number three. Spectre would be number four. Listen, Quantum is last. Whatever yeah, the numbers are, Quantum yeah, yeah. is dead last. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So just insert. Skyfall, Skyfall is above, above Spectre? Skyfall. Skyfall is so close to Casino Royale. The only reason I don't give it is because Le Chief is such a good villain yeah, yeah. in, <laughs> in yeah. Casino. He's so 
evil and menacing. Mads really killed it. That man's Western yeah, career, Mads yeah. made, Mads made someone who was good at poker so hateable. <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. also, that first, like, Casino Royale was the relaunch. You didn't know James Bond could get dirty. Like, there's so much <laughs> in that movie that was on it. Also, the Bond girl in, in Casino Royale is James Bond. Like, the one coming out of the water and flashing his hair yeah. is actual... Everything about that movie exceeded all expectations. Skyfall is the only one that came close. Uh, did Is it just a rip-off of The Dark Knight? Sure. But <laughs> if you're going to rip-off movies, you should probably rip-off The Dark Knight. Uh, Damien, Damien... When you say that, I know that you and I watch the same podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, but it I don't definitely care. is. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need it to make sense. I just need it to be fun. Oh, boy. And All right, so you're done. I, I think I said this the last time I spoke to you guys about watching this movie. Is when I watched... So I watched all of the, the, the new James Bond movies mm-hmm. recently. The, the Daniel Craig ones. The Hammers. The Hammers. <laughs> and... um. This, I remember, was the first one. And probably the only one where I definitely said yes, but there are others that I'd like. But this was the first one as I was watching it because I would have bought it, you know, around a few years back when there was no 4K. I was like, Mm-mm, I need this movie in 4K. Yeah. Skyfall <laughs> is so pretty. Especially oh, my God. Those scenes in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I need especially on your 4K. TV. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that Ooh. movie came out when I was in Trinidad and that was like yeah. the first movie that I went and I saw like four times in the theater where I'm yeah. like, <laughs> just like, need... <laughs> yeah, you just need more of it. Yeah. God, yeah. that movie's good. It's great. Uh, so were you done, Douglas? No, I have okay. one more. Douglas don't need to go to the cinema anymore mm-hmm. movie. And that is Quan Chi. Quan Chi. <laughs> and that movie is fine. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, like, I like that movie a good amount. Like, it's fun. Like, it's, it's definitely not like, oh my God, Marvel is incredible yeah. good. But it's like, it's like a good fun movie yeah. and I enjoyed myself it's, with it. Yeah. It's on the good side, not the mediocre side. Um... <laughs> It's it's fun, but it's def- it is just one of those movies. Like if you are coming here thinking you're getting something else, mm-hmm. apparently the Eternals is on the bad side of this. But so I have a say, feeling it's just one more of these movies. I was about to say right. <laughs> yeah. I think I think people decide and and pick things that they want. Oh, I'm gonna talk about this one. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. people pick things that they want to either like or dislike, and so go to each extreme. So, for example, it seems, at least based on the people I follow on the internet and Mm -hmm. based on the part, the portion of the internet that I see, it seems like people think Shang-Chi is the next coming of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. right? And it's the greatest movie ever. That's an Andrew Robinson take, word for word. And similarly, (laughs) I agree with you, How how did you find that out of my brain? (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you, Damien, that as much as everybody seems to think that The Eternals is the worst, I am mm-hmm. sure. Maybe it's on the other side of, of yeah. mediocre, but I'm sure it's also fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was thinking suspicious that that movie is just another one of those movies. Exactly. And um, because they have gotten their formula so good, so right, uh, I have a feeling that for me, um, and I started to feel this a little while ago, but now with Sha- Sha- Shang-Chi, I mm-hmm. think I have, it, it's kind of... Um, 
I'm kind of noticing it more. I feel like the the sheen has probably come off of this 20-year project of all movies must be comic book movies, yeah. where I, I probably, I don't know if I'm ever going to love another one of these movies again. Maybe like, you know, the Taika-related ones, sure, because yeah, he, they'll he's be going weird. to make it funny, yeah. right? Um, and if, for example, somebody like an Edgar Wright or or, or some somebody that is able to do something a little bit special. So like maybe a Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe I love the third one, right? But I feel like any of these other movies where they're just like, yeah, um, it's a Marvel movie. It will always be some version um, of it was fine, better than okay, or it was fine, but probably not that great. And it's just going to live in that wheelhouse, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. To be fair, they've been making some good TV shows, so maybe that's where the. Ooh, the, I'm so. The I don't know if you guys paid attention to a lot of the the Disney news over no, the week. I didn't. Um, um, the one thing they showed, which I was so happy to see, was footage from Moon Knight, uh-huh. um, oh, yeah, which I is the, that, that the Oscar Isaac show to come. Oh, Oscar Isaac's oh, yeah. in that one. Yeah, he's oh, okay. playing. He's playing the lead. He's playing oh, okay. Moon Knight. I should um, read that comic. I bought. I bought some like a hundred years ago because Andrew told me to and then I never read it. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, that's right. I don't read cartoons. I just yeah. threw it away. <laughs> um, it's basically crazy Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, right. It's Batman, but he's actually crazy. Um, oh, so Batman. Some, oh, so just I, Batman then. <laughs> no, but you see, with Batman, like the world, the, the story doesn't tell you he's crazy. Ah. Moon Knight tells you Moon Knight's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> um, okay. At least so the stories I've read of Moon Knight, I'm sure there's probably some run where like mm-hmm. it's actually Batman and it's just whatever. Um, right. You remember? So, okay. You remember Douglas when we were concert? Hey, this Disney Plus thing. I mean, it's not like we watch one thing on it. It was just the Mandalorian and whatnot. Uh, so you can get stats on how much um, you watch any of these services. They're buried somewhere. And Weird. I have, um, there's like some website you can go and look at and it will pull some of this information from somewhere. Who knows? Um, but Disney gives you like a stat thing for how many hours your children uh, watch Disney+. Plus. And I'm here to tell you that if you have children, do not pay for Netflix. You're wasting your money. <laughs> Give them Disney+. Plus. I, I don't know if my niece and nephew go to school. I do know they watch about <laughs> 18 hours of Disney Plus a day. <laughs> it is uh, alarming. The number is frightening. <laughs> Maybe they just have it running in the background. I don't know. I'm not there. What I do know is that if the TV is on, based on these numbers, the only thing that is playing... <laughs> is Disney Plus. And so I'd like to congratulate Disney. I hear that they haven't hit their targets for subscribers. I think in a couple months, we're going to see a price hike for Disney Plus. Because once children start watching that, I'm here to tell you that there's nothing else on, nothing on the internet. Uh, they've built a quite robust service for children, and they've put four shows on there for adults. So, well done, Disney. Uh, so Andrew you want to go or you want me to I guess I'll go right. um, so I'll start with the I'll start with the movies where I really 
shouldn't waste time talking about them, but I'm going to mention them just as a half second. Um, I watched a movie by the name of Den of Thieves. Have either of you seen this movie? I, I know what it is, but no, I... I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is basically reworked heat, right? <laughs> with, with, with baby ice cube and... <laughs> <laughs> and Gerard I mean, Butler. It's Icicle Cube, right? Like that's what we should call <laughs> Um, it's good. I like I enjoyed the dumbness of it. It's probably a little longer than I want my stupid version of Heat to look like. Are you trying to get me to like Gerard Butler again? I already wrote off Gerard Butler a couple of years ago. But between Cop Shop, I mean, mostly Cop Shop. I started liking him again. And so if there's another movie where I like him, that's like two in a row and I can't do this with Gerard Butler. I think, I think the thing that got me to watch this is I read news recently that they, they're they now talking about doing a sequel. I guess like uh, the people are getting money. Like mm-hmm. Gerard Butler, he's in Cop Shop and he's, got, he's gotten some sway again with the B-movie people. Um, so yeah, movie's pretty good. Okay. I, quite, I quite enjoyed my time with it. It is really dumb and really stupid and they focus on the right things while also making the movie a little too long. But it's fine. Um... Then of these. Um, I also watched a movie from 1975 directed by one Mr. I think his name is Fuka, right? Yeah, Fukasaka. Um, the guy, Kinji Fukasaka, the man who once gave us Battle Royale. Um, the name of this movie is Graveyard of Honor. It's a Yakuza movie. I got myself like a stack of Yakuza movies and I'm going through those. And this movie isn't great, it is ridiculous. It is insane. Like, we're talking about a movie in which um, it's basically the story of Scarface, just Yakuza style, where this man is basically trying to make, is the wild card of most wild cards of, like, gangster. And he keeps doing crazy shit that refuses to let it work in the Yakuza world. Um, And you just keep going with him throughout his story of his life as a Yakuza, as a criminal no, we won't use the word mastermind criminal right um and it's it's dumb i'm looking for like i have on stack after this to watch the remake that was done by takashi Mike. so we'll see how that looks but this movie was interesting and stupid and it's it's always fun to watch 70s yakuza movies i don't know how you guys feel about those um but yeah graveyard of honor switching it over to tv for a second um the season the latest season of american crime story just finished i don't know if you guys have been watching this um (laughs) um, this is the this is now they've gone on to the monica Lewinsky bill clinton story it's now the the subtitle of the season impeachment um it is insanity it is crazy damien already knows all the stats and the, the things going on in this story um it's weird how like the show can start on an episode one. Um, Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton, um, and you. All right, that's pretty good casting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I haven't seen him as big, but that's that's pretty good casting. Like the me. first episode when it rolls, you see, like you look at him and you're like, these guys are doing some really stupid like makeup. And then by the time you get to the ba- the last episode, like everything looks perfect. Um, the story of this of this show is a story of people having really big face makeup to only do plastic surgery at the end of the show to just take it off and be like, oh, I no longer look like that. Um, for all of the characters in this show, <laughs> it's, 
it's incredible. Um, Beanie Fieldstein plays Monica Lewinsky. Um, and she's incredible in the show. I really love everything about this show. Um, I'm trying to remember. Sarah Paulson, I think, plays mm-hmm. one of the leads, Linda Tripp. And she is incredible. If you want to watch a show in which you have a character who is just balls to the wall insane and just enjoy watching her be a sociopath, watch Impeachment. Because Linda Tripp is the sociopath of... She's the Tiger King of 2021, (laughs) right? In this season of TV. I Um, think that's racist. I think that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think you can use the T word anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, American Crime Story continues to be a show I enjoy watching, and I don't know if they've planned a season four yet, but you know, I look forward to whatever story they pick up for season four. Um, moving along, uh, continuing to watch random Japanese movies that no one has heard about on this podcast, I decided to watch a movie by, by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Um, and the name of the movie is Cure. It's a 1990s crime thriller story. I don't know if anyone on this has heard about this. Anyone? No. Cool. Um, so basically the story of this movie is that there are a series of, of murders happening. I've forgotten which town the movie is set in. Um, and the only thing that connects them, everybody is different. Like they caught the perpetrator. But the only thing that connects all of these murders is that the person has done like a deep X like on the person's neck and they're like this don't make no sense like how how do all these random murders all tie together and you you're following along the investigation um and it's kind of like a a trippy like almost like a what's that movie i'm trying to think of the david fincher movie a seven sort of movie where it feel it it's 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 entirely a police crime movie but it it stages itself and feels very much like a, a horror movie where you get into the nooks and crannies of these crimes and they're shot in such an incredible way. I think one of my favorite things is like early in the movie, the first crime that you see, like they're like looking around. They're like, where did this man go? He left without his pants and nobody saw him. This is crazy. And then they like find him in like a cubby hole somewhere and it just kind of pops in this almost David Fincher-esque way of like how the movie looks and feels. And it is downright incredible. I am like on the brink of like watching like another 10 movies by this guy because I've never seen this is my first movie I've seen by this guy Kiyoshi Kurosawa um even though I've heard his name mentioned by like filmmakers by by like the the community of like film lovers watching talking about films I know I've heard of movies he's made but always passed over them one that's in my mind constantly that I should be watching is Tokyo Sonata um, but apparently in the nineties he did a lot of he he did a lot of horror y crime movies which people did, love. Didn't we watch Tokyo Sonata on this podcast? Did we? Yeah. Uh, I was about to say I know yeah. that name. Yeah. I know that movie. I don't remember liking it. Did I watch that movie? <laughs> but I'm sure we I'm sure we spoke about that movie on this podcast. I do not recall a thing about that movie if I have watched it. Fair enough. Right. Um, I do have one movie here that it said we watched, but I don't remember at all. It's called Before We Vanish. Yeah, um, you're just making yeah, yeah, you're just making up things at this point. Look, Letterbox says I've watched it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't prove to you that I yeah. really watched it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, we did watch Tokyo. So there's no other reason for me to know that name. Right. So, anyways, 
you guys should watch this movie. It's called yeah. Cure. It's oh, from 1997. Before we vanish, that's the shitty movie where um, is that the slideshow aliens one? Aliens come to Earth. Oh no! And um, possess humans. You've described like any alien yeah, movie in the world. Yeah, that's like you've just described forty percent of the box office movies. <laughs> ah shit! <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, man. Did you see this this picture. I like, I know. I, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely. Yeah, yeah, man. We've seen that movie. All right. So moving on to the two movies I did want to talk about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I had threatened to make a podcast movie, but I didn't because of timing, and I probably would have if I knew we were delaying. Um, the the latest Jim Cummings film, The Beta Test, right? Um. It ain't good. Wait. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Because right. I'm about to say, I thought that was our next movie. No, that's no. it. So all no. of a sudden, you're like, no, I don't like this. Let's pull it off. <laughs> no, no, no. I had initially planned it to kind of be this episode of the podcast, but it wasn't going to be available until like the day we were supposed to record. Yeah. And then I was like, look, it's going to be too tight. I can't bottle. Like, mm-hmm. I'll watch it on my own and let it move on. Um, and I watched it and it ain't good. Um, it's It's crazy. Like, it's... It's one of these things where, so it kind of tries to do two things at the same time, right? It's the story. It's the story of this movie. If you don't know, is um, Jim Cummings plays a Hollywood executive type, right? And run, and he's like in the process of being married. He's like looking at wedding things, like cards and cake and such, with his bride to be. Um, at the same time he gets a, an envelope with a card in it, a very fancy-looking purple envelope. Um, and in it is a note saying, we have found for you your perfect sexual partner. If you go to this address at this time, you can have a no-strings-attached moment with this person, no questions asked, no one will ever bother you about this. He says, this is odd. And then he goes and does it. Um, and then the movie continues as he kind of goes crazy trying to figure out who was this lady that blew my mind? And what is this system that happened? How did this happen? And he, he goes down trying to investigate, like, where did this envelope come from? And try to figure out all of these things. And at the same time, on the other side of it, he's just being a crazy, dumb man, awful person in the workplace. Right? And the movie tries to do two things at the same time, one of which it does terribly. The other thing, it just does poorly to not good. Um, it's, it continues to try and do the character that Jim Cummings has done in his previous two movies that I've really liked with this guy kind of going down a rabbit hole and just kind of going more and more insane about a thing that happened to him. And his performance of doing that character continues to be good. The movie he's in this time is just bad, really bad, and doesn't make any form of sense, right? And if you want to talk about the stupid sexual encounter slash part of it, it's just uninteresting. And if you want to talk about the Hollywood executive, as I've seen people write on the internet, satire of the toxic executive, A, I think it's not really satire, it's just bad, and B... There was another movie that came out a few years ago by the name of The Assistant, um, which 
I didn't like if and only because I thought it was a very muted, boring, not interesting movie. But as it relates to talking about the supposed like Harvey Weinstein-esque conversations about the the toxic, awful men in Hollywood, that movie's a good movie for that. Right? It's it's a movie that actually deals with a lot of those things and makes you ponder all of those things that go on the workplace um with the way women are treated there and all of that but it's also kind of a boring movie to me to be honest but you know however you want to feel so anyways the beta test it's not a good movie it's it's a shitty thing and it's it just never became interesting or fun in the way that i've enjoyed the jim cummings movies so far so you know two good ones one bad i don't know how we want to rate that but you know (laughs) <laughs> so Andrew, uh before you move on, I would like to officially uh put Kyoshi Kurosawa forward as director of like a lifetime achievement award. Um and perhaps we all need to to, to think about looking into this fellow because um Damian White, apparently this person has directed not one, but a series of films that go by the name Suit Yourself or Shoot Yourself. All right. And yeah. If we you can are not our next marathon. All right. <laughs> congratulations. Well, well, at least now we know what we're watching for our next marathon, Douglas. Yeah. yeah. I'm dead serious, by the way. I'm changing. I'm going into the... We need to do the spreadsheet immediately. <laughs> I want to believe that da- that was Damien throwing a white flag like <laughs> I- <laughs> too weak. Um, no, uh, listen, I have enjoyed the African movies. Um, all I mean, the one, the prior week wasn't the best. But um, so far, oh no, it's next year is next year. We don't have anything. All right, we, we have to wait till next year when Andrew starts populating this list for real, real. Yeah. But suit yourself or shoot yourself should be our next m- marathon. <laughs> that uh, name is just perfect. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. And the last movie I want to talk about is The Eternals. Marvel's Eternals mm-hmm. film by Chloe Zhao. And I kind of come to this movie with the first question. Like, as we were talking about Shang-Chi, is this on the, me- the, the mediocre side or the good side? Like, where do you rank this in your MCU ranking and I, I want to talk about this because, first of all, I kind of feel very strange about this movie. First, to be before I get into this and you guys can say I'm bullshitting all along, I don't think you will like this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Damien or Douglas will walk away from this movie and enjoy what this mm-hmm. movie has to offer. Right? But at the same time, I feel very unique about this film, if, on, if and only because... As we've talked about a lot of Marvel movies, and we've seen a lot of directors come and go, chop and change the story of Edgar Wright and Ant-Man, even when you want to talk about people like James Gunn into the Guardians of the Galaxies, and uh, um, there was one other kind of big name, Taika in Thor. Like Some directors have had a way to like shift their style into Marvel movies, but at the same time, the conversation around filmmakers in Marvel movies is very much that they are a massive product that dictates how the movies are made more than the supposed the supposed story that people want to talk about movie making which isn't entirely true in all cases that the the director the creative team kind of shapes what a movie looks like 
right? Um, in the case of Marvel, most cases, the, the creative team is actually the product, right? They state that, like, the movie has to look like this, which is why a lot of Marvel movies kind of end up looking the same by the end yeah, of the Exactly. The creative right? aspect is outside of the directors, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's essentially the, a better way to look at the, the MCU, if you want to call it that, is to look at it as a TV show because Kevin Feige is running the show exactly. and he can bring in directors to do projects for him and they end yeah. up cohesing like, into like one thing. Yeah. As, yeah. Yeah. And, and as, as I said, maybe say. if you're lucky, if you're either good enough, famous enough, or just get on well enough with Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. Feige, however you pronounce his name, um, then perhaps there'll be a sprinkling of your personality into the mix, but that's about as much like, as you get in, right? Like, uh, the, so many of these movies are so heavily computer generated that like there's I'm sure there's parts of these movies that before the director sits down to start shooting like ILM or whoever it is has like 15 minutes worth of action scenes <laughs> ready for them before they even start shooting the movie. they're just like these three scenes have to be in the movie you can make whatever you want around them. Um, so, this, right. So this Andrew, movie, Eternals, yeah. Yeah. I don't think is a Marvel movie. I think somehow, some way, Chloe Zhao got to make a fucking Chloe Zhao movie. Right? And that's fucking incredible to me. I mean, it has all of like the sheen of the CGI right. and like the. There's like superpowers and shit. There's superpowers and yeah. shit. <laughs> Um, but it really honestly felt like a Chloe Zhao film, which 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 threw me for a loop, right? Um, there's still a lot of feelings I have about this movie that I'm not certain about. It's it's one of the few Marvel movies that I feel like I left uncertain on. And I want to make this perfectly clear. I'm not sure if I truly love this movie yet, right? I'm not sh- I know I don't dislike it. I know I don't think it's a bad movie, Right. Um, it's a movie I very much want to watch again. I feel very much at the same time where the only criticism I'd keep upon this movie is I feel like super the concept of superheroes almost lowers it, almost weighs it down because Chloe Zhao is doing so much of her thing where she is like, where the story of this movie is like a story of like a week, but at the same time, it's cutting back and forth over a period of 7,000 years of these of the eternals who who um they are they are like gods who came to earth to basically destroy one type of villain um which i right now i'm like blanking on the name what they called it but let's just say dementors for now mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a d word and like they're like this big dog thing and of course each one has like their superpower one person super fast the other person punches other person is angelina jolie kind of straight like that Right, mm-hmm. um, her superpower is Angelina Jolie. Yeah, her right, superpower exactly. she's Angelina yeah, Jolie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what you're saying is essentially this movie is Jupiter ascended. Um, that's a mean. Jupiter that's ascended. a terrible thing to I've, say. I've, I've that's, never that's... watched. <laughs> what was Netflix? I didn't watch Netflix's Jupiter ascending. I can't remember. No, Jupiter ascending. Was... I keep calling it Jupiter ascending, huh. but it's um the, the the one that you and I were very upset yeah, with. Yeah, man. Um, um, Jupiter rising. You know something. Um, I have no idea. I, I remember you guys it's complaining about it. Something rising. It. It's yeah. terrible. Never. It's it, bad. Who cares? Yeah, it's trash. Right. Um, 
And unlike being like a usual Marvel movie where the thing people talk about after you're done being like, I enjoyed the dumb jokes and I enjoyed a couple action scenes, people being about, okay, now this means for the MCU, like we've gotten this thing and we now know this character is him. And that stuff is kind of there, but at the same time, maybe it's because it's in the quote unquote celestial area of the MCU where everyone is like space gods and not in the Thor kind of way, space mm-hmm. god, where like Thor is space god, but he's like, I'm ready to party, bro. And he just kind of has fun with his stupidity. Um, these are space gods who don't give a shit. And they are just kind of like, I'm a god, I don't care. And they're just, mm-hmm. they, they walk through most of this movie feeling monotone if only because they are gods. They There's a lot of like emotion and stuff that ends up happening over the 7,000 years and you kind of get to see where each character went with their with their attachments um, over that time. But this is still a fucking Chloe Zhao movie and I find it fantastic. And I, another thing I was thinking about recently, between Shang-Chi and this, right? These are Marvel movies. These are blockbusting properties. These are billion-dollar films that are made by a company that, while they definitely have a a level of security of knowing how much money they'll get back for giving COVID for a moment, right, mm-hmm. with these projects, um, at the same time, they do a thing that I, I don't know if how you guys, if you guys have thought about this at all. They they have a fuck ton of subtitles in these movies. Right. Um, in in Eternals, they like go around between cultures um, over the seven thousand years, and like all speaking, they have they have a deaf character um, who's all signing language, all doing sign language, and lots of subtitles throughout the movie. And weirdly enough, what came to my mind is I wondered how much of an influence the fact that Parasite won Best Picture when it did has had on movies like this being willing to put a lot more foreign language and subtitling into those movies because if we talk about movies like this like 10 15 years ago these are scenes in which people would walk in say one line in cantonese and then straight english after that, right which (laughs) they would not translate yeah right and someone would laugh and then it goes straight english right like we're talking about essentially essentially it would be like that scene in shang chi where ronnie chen shows up and he's he's like oh no it's okay i speak my abcs we can speak english now (laughs) by the way um, I just have to say that I am very happy that it is clear that Aquafina is going to continue to be a part of whatever is happening in, in, in this part of Marvel because she's, I continue yeah. to love this girl. She's hilarious. She's, she's, she's the next Natalie Portman from Thor. <laughs> <laughs> she's, even, though she's going to, even though she's going to be Thor in the next Thor. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Eternals, it's a very interesting movie. I don't know how you guys will feel about this. I actually feel you guys will not like this movie. But I also feel it stands apart from MCU right. in general, and I found so, that fascinating. So your description of the movie actually gives me more hope for what this movie actually is. Uh, because before, I just thought it was just going to be generic Marvel movie. But at least there's something to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't... like. Most of these movies are the same. The ones that stand out are the ones that attempt to do that. Um, and like the like Thor was so like out there for what the Marvel universe was. 
Like nothing else in in the entire MCU looks or behaves like Thor. Like Ant Man was supposed to be a comedy, but it's not. It didn't try to do any other things Thor did. <laughs> like ta- someone gave Taika a budget and just say, "Listen, dog, just go buck wild," and he did. And everyone loves that movie. It it just stands apart. Now I'm sure there's people who wanted big action scenes and all sorts of whatevers from this movie. And that's to be expected. It is, after all, a Marvel movie. That's what yeah. is on the market. And... But the fact that she, the fact that Disney gave her and the fact that she went out of her way to not make Black Widow, essentially, I'm excited for that. Because <laughs> she could have just made Black Widow. And that's fine. But that's all that that movie could have been. Fine. But there's a chance you actually love this movie. No one on earth loves Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's also at the same time watching this movie where I, as much as I'm sure there's an element in the internet of people shitting on this movie, which are doing it for just hateful and disgusting reasons. The internet, right? say. Um, but I also could understand just the generic Marvel action hero fan yeah. Watching this movie, just not liking it. Yeah, like, like it's just the not... children. You right. know who these movies are for? <laughs> like you just said, Chloe Zhao made a movie for adults with Marvel characters. You know who's not going to like any of that? The kids that this movie is for. <laughs> the children who went to go yeah. see Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah. The like, children who cried when Spider-Man got dusted. No, in, in... exactly. The children who cried when Wakanda died at the end of... of... <laughs> The first Thanos movie. Like, the balls for them to murder all of these people. <laughs> like, ch- I saw children cry. That's not... Imagine being a parent. Your child is excited to see the biggest Marvel movie of all time. Three hours in, 18 popcorns, four bathroom breaks. And at the end of it, you have to hush your child. <laughs> like, I'm like imagining that no, like actually. And I'm like, I feel like, first of all, I would have enough information to know yeah. to be like, so no, we can go and watch this movie, but I can promise you, you're going to find some things upsetting. Are you okay with this? And He's like, yes, man. Yeah, yeah. And then tears. <laughs> and then you have to be like, it'll be in one year, they'll come back. <laughs> try, try to explain to you, child. A year from today, you'll be happy again. Is that a conversation you want? Also, you know that Iron Man guy that everyone loves? He's not going to make it at the end of the second one. <laughs> That's not great. Um, but yeah, at least, I, no, I'm excited to see the turn. Like, I was going to watch it because, of course. But at least now there's some excitement. Um, now it is my time. And I have a story to tell you guys. It's pretty boring. Uh, I took a bus to Negril. Which was a mistake. Uh, and I saw some movies on that bus, which is also a mistake. Uh, coming back, uh, Negril experienced three days of what can only be described as hurricane weather. And there was a landslide. And so a five hour trip down turned into an eight hour trip back. <laughs> and so I had. A lot of time to watch movies. No. There are in-bus movies that I can watch on their monitors. 
Uh, which oh, wait, was this? Was this the bosses movies or you yes. watching no, movies on this, a bus? These like, were with, the like, your tablet. These were the bosses movies. Okay, but the screens were so bad, and I'm such an ass that whatever movie they chose, I would then find a better cut version of that movie on my tablet and watch the movie on my tablet. Now, one lady was very upset. Because no one gave her the password to do this. Because she didn't realize what I was doing. And thought this was just an option that the boss gave <laughs> Did you give the lady your password at that point? I told the lady to talk to the driver. Because <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> she did not talk to the driver. I'm sure she complained to someone when she came off the bus. But that is not my problem. I will give you a rundown of the movies I watch on said bus. Uh, because I kept a list because it was so hilarious. I rewatched The Blind Side. Guys, I'm here to tell you, The Blind Side is a terrible movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> this movie, it is racist and it is bad. But most of all, it is bad. <laughs> But we were just singing the praises of one Miss Sandra Bullock. Yeah. What's... Uh, she, she didn't play bad white lady. She actually played good white lady. The problem is every part of this movie is pandering and racist. Uh, and the movie is it's just bad. It's, not, it's no fun to watch. Uh, after The Blind Side, we were treated to Jumanji. Now... I told you guys to watch Jumanji because it wasn't that bad. Jack Black's performance, okay, cool. still I fantastic. That movie is, is, is worse than I remembered, but Jack Black's performance is still outstanding. I'm so happy that you've come around on this because I've yeah. watched... I, it took me two times to finally get through that Jumanji movie. And yeah. whilst Jack Black is incredible being Jack Black and yeah. doing lots of Jack Black things, yeah. the movie's like... Uh, I think like, I, I can't bring myself to watch a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I think now that I haven't watched a sequel either. I think now that my expectations are in line for what that movie is. Because I thought that movie was going to be the worst thing I'd ever seen. And it wasn't that. Um, but uh, now that I've seen it again, uh, Jack Black is uh, a treasure, uh, but nothing was safe in that movie. Uh, then, by some weird warping time they decided how about we watch lord of the rings part three dog <laughs> and they just had the lord of the rings on there and i went to hbo max and it wasn't it was on jamaican um hbo max and so using my phone data i had to then use a vpn <laughs> to then stream lord of the rings and it was the Lord of the Rings one that got to the lady. Uh, because the TVs on the buses are terrible. Uh, they're like real old. And they're real not high def. And the lady saw me watching and enjoying Lord of the Rings. And she couldn't take it. And I told her to talk to the driver. And she did not talk to the driver. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings is very good. Damien, ve- I, think, I think at this point you kind of have to film me. You're watching this on your tablet, right? Yeah. Right. What tablet are you using and how does it survive these three movies on battery life alone? So Samsung is a very good company. <laughs> they make incredible tablets. 
And OLED screens use very little power. And so it just like it just lasted. Um, oh wow. Okay. It it I think by the time I got to Kingston on the return trip, uh I was at like nine percent, but it lasted the entire time. Um also I was using headphones, so like the speakers weren't going, so that probably saved a lot of battery life. Um The Lord of the Rings is a very good movie. They did play one better movie than that. It is called The Mummy. Guys, I love The Mummy. <laughs> I think it is a desert island movie. Movie for me. I think I'm carrying that movie anywhere. Every single... P- Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. I love every single... Sec- that movie, it's too good. It's too good a movie. I don't know how... I don't know why they messed up that franchise. I, I don't know why The Rock was introduced. I don't, there's so many I don't know whys. But that first movie is truly one of the best movies I've ever laid eyes on. I love it more than The Lord of the Rings. And I love The Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's one problem though. The last movie that took us into Kingston, almost it almost made me jump off the bus. Uh... It is called Taken From Me, the Tiffany Rubin story. It stars uh, Taraja P. <laughs> and it is a movie where her child is taken to Korea and she has to retrieve her child from her husband, I guess. And I Look, wanted to stab myself. <laughs> I just I just like Googled this movie and the poster that came up has on top of it Lifetime. And yeah. I'm like... Yeah, I I wanted to commit crimes. <laughs> what is this movie? Uh, it is uh, for for as good as Lord of the Rings and the Mummy are. I'm here to tell you that that movie is worse than all of them combined. <laughs> the movie is truly awful. Uh, uh, and so for the last three weeks. Uh, that was all one bus. Uh, for the last three weeks, I've been trying to wash all that stains off me. I've only been watching movies I like, which is not is not great. Um, I watched Cop Shop again. We talked about that. I watched Django again because Django. We talked about me watching Dune two, two other times. Um, I also continue to watch and enjoy Minari. Uh, Andrew, I was wrong about that movie. I said at the time, I thought that movie was the best movie of the year. I'm here to tell you that movie is the best movie of the year. There's no more thoughts. Nothing can com- nothing can compete with that movie. It is the movie that I've enjoyed watching most this year. Um, every part of that movie is the, that grandmother and that grandson is... The, is it. It never makes me not happy. Even though that movie is not a happy movie, nothing about that movie makes me upset. Everything makes me feel better. And that is what I needed. Uh, And I very, 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 very much enjoyed watching that movie. Uh, The only movie I'll talk about now that we haven't spoken about is The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. It stars... Uh, Benedict, and I do not like any part of this movie. <laughs> um, 
Do any of you guys have you seen the trailer for this movie? Yes, I've seen. I'm trying right. to remember though. Um, there's two of them. Is this the one about the cats or is this the other one? This is the other one. Oh, okay. Um, I see a picture of him holding a cat. Yeah, so I don't is, know. I don't know if this is what sh- Douglas. Sh- <laughs> Andrew, shut up! <laughs> I didn't expect you to check. He's <laughs> trying to trick him into watching this movie. What is wrong with you? Look, I'm just waiting <laughs> for his cowboy movie directed by Jane Campion. Leave me alone. Uh, which one is that? Old Henry? The Power of Dog. Oh, right. Which is coming to Netflix soon. Um, listen, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Like a lot. Doctor Strange is his name. Yeah, I like Doctor Strange. Um, like a lot. But he keeps letting me down with these movies that um, are based on real life. So Douglas won't like this because it's based on real events. Um, and much like his Julian Assange movie, this movie is just so boring. It is so, it is painful to watch. It's not even that long. Or at least I don't remember how long it is. I just know. Oh, sorry, wait, this says it's two hours. Anyways. Uh, his performance isn't enjoyable. And that's the thing you come to these movies for. You expect you know, him to like really lean into the role, which I guess he did. It's just not a thing that I enjoyed sitting down and watching. And like I he keeps making these kinds of movies and I I guess he's like trying to push himself or something. I don't know. Cause these movies aren't making him a lot of money. Like I guess he's just taking all that sweet Doctor Strange money and just making whatever he feels like in the interim. But I must tell you, this one this one ain't it. Um it like Lamb is clear is for me a worse movie, but this movie is just as uninspired and boring. Um, except I didn't see where this movie could get better. Uh, so Lamb failed expectations. I didn't have high expectations for this movie and they still weren't met. Um, I was hoping for something special because every now and again, you I get these movies where even if the movie is, isn't special, the performance is this one. Uh, this one was a complete letdown. Um, but I, I watched Greenlight two days ago, so I'm, I feel better. It doesn't hurt as much when you have tremendous movies you can watch. <laughs> and I like Greenlight is probably number two, but Minari is so far and away. Is Minari this year? Is this, is this, yeah, this year movie? This right? year. Art, cool. this is, I'm count, I'm people have this is a shit. I, I, I keep doing this, this debate false. every. every <laughs> I keep doing this debate every year with people as to like mm-hmm. what is this year and what's last year, right? I'm calling Minari a this year movie, like, right? I, six months ago feels like 14 years ago, so I'm not sure <laughs> what time is. But yeah, Minari gotten, and Green Knight. I've gotten into a very good habit with tagging movies in okay. Letterboxd. Okay. So oh, yeah, I know I, I know how I know how to go in and get my official 2021 list of Good movies, job. regardless of what Letterbox says. Where it's like this is a 2019 movie. I'm like, fuck you. That was 2019 <laughs> in a festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, six people saw that movie last year. Go straight to hell. Um, I. All right. 
So I almost I almost started watching Passing, uh, which is, but like I I think I got three minutes in and realized that that movie is exactly what I think that movie is going to be, and just didn't. Um, I can't do it. Like yeah, I just I'll, yeah I just like, can't. And, and yeah, this just last can't. week I've just been reading over and over of people talking about how good Ruth Negga is in that movie. Yeah, so that's the and, reason I want to watch it. But honestly, like, I feel Douglas is infecting me with his weird racism towards movies about racism. <laughs> but, but Douglas, that movie was, wasn't three minutes in and I was just like, I have to step away from this I think movie. I literally think the only way I'd ever be able to watch that movie is if I go to the theater to watch it. Because if I watch that home, like, the, the exit button is too easy to Yeah, hit, dog. Honestly. Right? Honestly, I was... And like, I mean, I think it is actually playing at the light box right now, but I'm not yeah. going to do it. <laughs> I was just like, I, I have to step away from this. I don't think I'm I'm about this life right now. Um, but yeah, I... Listen, if you if you have to go to Negril, take a plane. It's what I said to everyone. <laughs> do not, not take a bus to Negril. It's, it's too long a trip. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Negril is beautiful, though. Uh, uh, I mean, Jamaica is this part of Jamaica when you're driving through that is spectacular to look at, but Negril really is is something else. Um, but the bus ride is too much. It's too much. It's too much bus. Um, all I want to know is when do we finally like we talked about Matilda as yeah. like a sequel to Leon the Professional. What other random sequels do you want damien from your shitty 90s action movies um i would like a true lies part two I'd who is ver- the protagonist of true lies part two i still want it to be arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> this old version of arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> is it him still trailing training bill paxton yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Very much